Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And we coming from our basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown. In a wild time in the Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome back to another episode of the Podcastianos. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I'm joined by a man who's intimidated by nobody's fiance, Eric Wayne. Uh, Eric, have you been getting cozy with any young foul ball catchers recently? You know, I, I come up to all kinds of people on the street and, you know, when I talk to women, the first thing is, I have a boyfriend. I have a boyfriend. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm just, just, just trying to order a sandwich, you know, just wondering what time it is. So let's catch everyone up to speed um, as you had to do for me this weekend. Like it was one of those moments that baseball probably for you and, and me and many people is like, that's what it's all about. Over the course of 162 games, sometimes you just get a moment like this that can't be missed. Um, I missed it live, but you sent me the video. Um, it's our boy. I say our boy. It's my boy, Johnny Kane. Yeah, um, yeah. That's but... the hour that means yours. Okay, <laughs> just to clarify. That, that's my guy. So so this is this is the <laughs> breakdown. Young woman catches foul ball. The goat, Johnny Kane, goes in for an interview. The sparks inevitably fly. She takes a swipe at the fiance for not having been around. Fiance comes back, halts proceedings, and the tone of the interview changes. Is that is that pretty accurate? Yeah, and um, both Johnny drops the uh, oh, uh, I, I see the, a ring there on your finger on on television. You know, points this out, and then the guys in the booth bring it up after the interview, like oh yeah, got a ring there. So. You know, it was trying to be this like meat market kind of thing. And no, 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 no. He was denied by the boyfriend, the, the fiance. Johnny's just out there trying to make a play. I, I don't see nothing wrong yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take. Go get it there, Gritsky. Um, so I'll come to you on this one. Johnny or the fiance? I'm, we, we obviously have ourselves a love triangle here. Well, I, I'm sorry. What what is the question here? You're you're I going mean, after? I mean, who who? If you're given the option, these two these two fine gentlemen. Oh oh, she has a choice now. Oh, God, I clearly. see what you're saying. Well, obviously, she has a history and an emotional connection with this man. 
Um, Though, to be fair, if she watches a lot of Tigers games, she may have an emotional connection with, with our boy, too. Hard, yeah, that's, hard that's, to who I was, that's who I was talking about. Yeah, Johnny. Uh, so 50-50 at this shot, really. You know, a man he, you know, she just talked to for the first time or somebody he, she's engaged to. You know, Johnny's got a fighting chance. Yeah, she was feeling the vibes. There's no, no getting around that. Oh, yeah, he had a swerve on for sure. <laughs> um, so I have one more question on the subject. Um, who do you think no, is more? Just one. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think of uh, more as Mister Steal Your Girl, Johnny or Rod? <laughs> Stop it, uh, man! You could put the entire staff of Fox Sports Detroit personalities and have them go talk to a girl, and they still wouldn't meet the firepower of Rod. You know Rod has got it going on. I certainly would assume so. Um, so let's <laughs> let's get away from this nonsense. Um, I recently read an article on MLive a couple weeks back, and I, I don't remember if I shared with this with you or not, but um, according to a study by WalletHub, which I'd never heard of, but they seem to have respect for them in the article. So we'll go with it. WalletHub? WalletHub. Um, they okay. found that the residents of Detroit were ranked as the most unhappy, unhealthy, and most stressed uh, people of any major city in America. Huh. Does that, does that surprise you? I guess I don't know. I live in greater Grand Rapids and you live in greater Traverse City. So how are we supposed to know? Um, yeah, I mean, it sounds right. I mean, Detroit has its share of, of hardships, right? Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I'm assuming part of it's Lions related. <laughs> right. Um, and, and the weather, just in this entire state, I mean, that, that can't be helping anybody, I wouldn't think. No. No, no. So I, I find Wallet Hub to be, you know, not uncredible, I suppose. Yeah, actually, Grand Rapids, I think I saw was in the top 50. So kudos. Yeah, everything's good in Grand Rapids. Um, so much like our friend Johnny, uh, we're trying to brighten someone's day. Brings us this week's leadoff question. What would you do to try and cheer up uh, and or help get fit the unhappy, unhealthy citizens of Detroit? Uh, you know, if a foul ball destroys their umbrella, you know, maybe bring them a poncho, bring them a poncho. That was another clip from that game. You maybe missed, uh, you know, you gotta hit some more home runs, get Tyler Collins out there hitting three run bombs. That'll, that'll cheer everybody up. Maybe, maybe have people live in vans. Oh, um, you know, that seems to be a real positive, grow their hair out and live in a van. Make, make somebody in Detroit happy anyway. Yeah. Yeah. What um, do you, what do you think? What's your antidote? I may have from... taken this in a different direction. Um, I have llamas for everybody. Oh, who can resist the face of a llama? Like you're down. You see a llama. Are, are you, yeah. are you sad anymore? No. Um, companion. The only person but... I know who hates llamas is Napoleon dynamite. Yeah. Well, he has, he's maybe a little too close to the llama. Sure. All right. Like companionship, yeah. maybe you're a little lonely before, you know, a small per small fish in a big pond. Boom, new best friend. And also, okay. you know okay. what I, you know what what I think llamas are perfect for physical activity. You take them on a walk. <laughs> you know, you go through uh, go through the park with them. Uh, I would go for a run with them. All of the various problems solved. Now we're all physically active. Do you remember like three or four years ago? 
right after the blue black dress incident, like the day after in Arizona, there was like three or there's two llamas that got loose. And that was just like huge news for a day. That was so random. Everybody was happy. I remember I remember watching the live feed of that in Longhorn Steakhouse with Whitney and my parents. We were eating, I think it was lunch there, and they were all having their nice little little conversation. And I was glued to yeah. my phone watching these llamas run through through farmlands. Right. But I mean, that's what America's about. Everybody remembers where they were during the llama run. <laughs> if you want to get in touch with the show, you can podcastianos.com. Um, on the Twitter, I am at Jordan Hall 23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at podcastianos. On the Instagram, I am at Jordino4, um, J-O-R-D-I-N-H-O uh, 4. And that, of course, comes with many fire emojis. Um, on Facebook, facebook.com backslash podcastianos. I promise I will try better to be posting more on there. Um, so stay tuned for that or don't, um, yeah, don't, don't overpromise and under deliver all. Yeah, actually I'm not going to. So anything I do, you'll be happy <laughs> with. Um, and we'd love it if you take the time to subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes, Google play, SoundCloud, um, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. I'm Blaine Hardy and you're listening to the podcast. Giannos. Um, so Eric, if we're being completely honest, the last week was fairly, um, meh. We dropped two in, a, uh, two in a row at home to the Mariners after hanging 19 on them. Um, yeah, yeah. And then we, we uh, dropped two in a row to, to the, the sorry White Sox. Let's be honest. They're, they're not a very good team. Finally won again on Sunday. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you talking about the first place White Sox? Oh, they were first place yesterday, I think. Yeah, and no longer. Although after, after tonight, maybe they'll be back in there. Um, yeah. so we come into a massive four game set, which actually, as you're listening to this, you probably will know we're already in the middle of, um, with the, with Cleveland. So instead of recapping the minutia of the past week, I thought we could each share three quick takeaways, um, and then move on to maybe more of a general talk about where we're at after the first month of the season. You good with that? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Cause that's the plan. <laughs> okay. So where, uh, where are we starting here? Uh, three three takeaways from the past week. Three takeaways from the past week. I think number one for me, the biggest takeaway was um, Joe Jimenez mania needs to pump the brakes a little <laughs> bit. Right. We lost that uh, the last game to the mayor. Uh, no, no, no. Where were we? Oh, the first game to the White Sox. He gave up a two run bomb. Um, he, he, and then the time before that. He gave up some runs, too. So there's a lot of good reasons to be excited about him. But as Brad said, just pump the brakes a little bit. And I think go slow contingent was feeling kind of I told you so. (laughs) Um, And I'm not I don't think you needed a big I told you so. But there's some reasons why you go slow with guys, I guess. So we learned a lot. We learned about Joe Jimenez a little bit. Yeah. I think, I think it was right for him to have been up and I think it's right for him to go back down at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll, we'll give somebody else a try. Bell has been very, very good down there. Um, you know, I have my questions about his long-term viability, but if we catch, you know, lightning in a bottle as we hoped with, with Joe for two weeks, then so be it. Um, especially I know they want him for this series with Cleveland with all, with all the lefties in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Until JD and Miggy get back, we don't have a regular starting lineup and that's kind of okay. So I, it's been okay. I was, yeah. I was doing some, some, some research as the kids might say. Um, so you got 
Kinsler, Castellanos, Victor, and Jay up. They combined uh, 24 at-bats roughly apiece this week. The other five spots were divided almost perfectly in terms of at-bats among seven guys. Um, hmm. Nine players had multiple RBIs, seven players with multiple extra base hits. That's that's good. I mean, we didn't have a very good week, um, you know, as, as far as winning and losing games. Um, but the team collectively hit two six, or two eighty two six and a half runs a game. Like for cobbling things together, the offense has actually been relatively decent. Obviously, a nineteen run game helps that. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. But but still, yeah. you know, you certainly could do worse, especially while we're still waiting for those two guys to get back and for Victor to kind of show up. In last episode, we kind of riffed on Hicks and Aducey and lightly we're, we're excited, but lightly kind of made, not made fun, but we're, we said we got to appreciate them while, while we can. I think that was a phrase we used. Yep. But they lasted and both lasted another week. I mean, they, they're both, I think uh, they're both hitting in the four hundreds or something like that. They had another good week. So they're, they're carrying a little freight for the hurt guys. Yeah. I mean, if I'd have told you come into the season, I'll give you a week and a half of great John Hicks and Jim Adusi. I mean, you would bite the hand off without thinking. Yeah. Yes, yeah. definitely. They have served their purpose and then some already. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Another takeaway I have, and I think this is a guy we haven't talked about on the podcast, Janos, for maybe all year, or we've lightly touched on him, and that is Justin Upton. And I think one thing that's become evident is he may have a slump later on, but it's not to start the year like it was last year. He is He's hitting. He's hitting some big bombs and um, some of that hit or missness. Um, I don't. I think we're getting more hit than miss right now. So I don't want to jinx it, but we're getting a consistent Justin Upton. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to be fair, he's probably been our best hitter at this point, and it hasn't really been close. Well, him and Avila, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Clear, clearly. Who, who wouldn't have guessed that? Um, okay, so I have another great week for the core relievers. Um, you know, our fringe arms are probably worse than the fringe arms in most other people's bullpens. Uh, but yeah. the guys in our main core, they're they're good and there's there's something to build on there um two earned runs uh between uh, Blaine Hardy who I continue I mean he is what he is but I just love him so much he has given us so much in the last 2 weeks um him Shane Green and Alex Wilson two earned runs across a combined 10 appearances you know Justin Wilson obviously gave up the lead on Saturday but let this sink in that was the first hit and the first runs allowed by him all season Wow. Also, um, let me pull this up. I believe he's third on the team in strikeouts <laughs> as a, you know, as a reliever. That's, that's not bad. Let me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fourth, excuse me. He's fourth. Um, so I, I can see the makings of this unspectacular, but maybe sufficient core of the bullpen. You know, you got, you got yeah. Shane, uh, Shane Green and Hardy as kind of your, your bridge guys. And then Wilson, Wilson, K-Rod, like, Nobody's comparing that to, you know, Wade Davis and, and Kelvin Herrera and right. all those great Royals bullpens, but it could be worse. Suffi sufficiency would be a revel a, a, a revelation for us. Ain't that the sufficiency case. would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, we said last time there's something to work. There's pieces to work with here. It's not complete garbage, but 
it's it's frustrating, isn't it? That we just keep finding ways to to piss away games of the bullpen. But I I think I hope things get sorted out and calm down a little bit with it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think they should. Yeah, they should. Um, okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with this the, now. Um, I, I want to nuance what I'm gonna say because I don't want to sound like such a sunshiner. <laughs> Our pitching staff as a whole is at or near the bottom of all American League categories. We've we've made up with it with some with some run scoring, but. I don't think of our starting rotation – there's no black holes like we had last year where, you know, you get to Sanchez or you get to Pelfrey and th- there's just garbage there. We're going to have some s- stubbed toes with the young guys especially, and we've seen that with Fulmer a little bit and, you know, just kind of some some stubbed toes. But there's no black holes. And I think these five guys um, are going to be able to muscle through and give you some good consistency. And that to me is super promising. Yeah, absolutely. My my last point was actually about about the kids in the rotation. Yep. Um, you know, Norris has gone back to back starts prior to tonight where it was kind of. Eh. Um, yep. but I mean, he's been, he's been really good, um, tonight so far. What is it? What in the sixth inning? Um, he's still not, he's still not there. And I'll, I'll get, I want to get into that a little bit later. Um, but I mean, you, you can't watch him and think there's nothing to work with there. Like he clearly is very talented and has that pitch ability that before long it's going to snap in. And I would say the same with Boyd. Um, you know, he's five earned runs over his last 11 and a third, but he threw a quality start his last time out. He beat Cleveland, I think not the time before that, but the, the start before that. Um, I think it's really obvious that we are going to go as our young starters go at this point. And, yep. and I'm okay with that. Like that's, yep. it's, it's kind it's going to be a roller coaster, but that, I mean, it's 162 games. We might as well get some, some excitement in this. You know what I mean? Right. I'm just so excited not to have Sanchez or Pelfrey in that starting rotation anymore. Every time their name would come up, you'd kind of cringe. But even the three young guys, um, would you be stunned if any of – well, actually, any of our five pitchers, but any of the three kids, would you be stunned if they threw no no-hitter? No, absolutely not. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't be stunned. I mean, Boyd probably the most stunned. And he took one into, what, the sixth or the seventh a couple, yep. couple weeks yep. ago? Um yeah, which is is crazy for the. I mean, essentially getting them for a combined what four months of rental players. It's just yep. just wild. Um, okay, let's transition a little bit. We are now one calendar month into the year. April in the D is over. Are are you sad about that? No more no more music. No, none of that. <laughs> I, I tweeted out like with the Red Wings and the Pistons going out like the April from for the April and the D song should be Barber's Adagio for strings or something like dirge, like something super sad. I'm glad you qualified as to what that was because I had no idea. Oh, it's 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 super famous. And, you know, of course, got to travel in the right circles, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, the, 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 the April on the D song, there was not much April. Right. And I, I miss I miss the snappy April and the D songs. I don't want to get a sidetrack about April and the D songs, yeah. but. They were overplayed, but fine. I I think you need I think you need both the Pistons and the Red Wings in the playoffs to properly do April in the D right. 
Yeah. 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 And let's be honest, we're we're nowhere close to that. Um, nope. Okay, so we sit squarely at 500, 12 and 12. Um, I'll start you off with, with kind of an easy question. Uh, are we good? That's an easy question? It, it, was, a, it was a joke. It, it's not. It's... <sighs> yeah, I know. I think we're... I think we're medium good. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't disagree with that. I, yeah, I, I, we're, I think we're medium good. we've been exactly what our record states. We've been fine. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think we right. have the potential to be more than fine, um, be, be decent. But, um, yeah, we haven't been great. Um, but it's kind of been a wonky start in the AL just around, like, the the Red Sox are like two games over 500. The Jays are off to a terrible start. Um, some teams in the West, the you know Houston's at the top, but everything else is kind of flip flopped. Like this doesn't feel like a season where the the May one standings and the October one standings are going to look too awfully similar. I, I feel mm-hmm. like we haven't. You know, we're two games behind Cleveland. We'll be we'll be you know barring a bullpen collapse, we'll be one game behind Cleveland after tonight. Like. We haven't got off to that that rocket of a start, but we're we're not really behind at this point. Right. I feel like we've gotten a little lucky. Our Pythagorean wins losses is eleven and thirteen. We uh, were our run differential is point six, uh, minus point six runs. Yeah, it's not great. So. Uh, you'd expect us not actually not to have as good of record as we do. So we got a little lucky. Um, I think that's outweighed by the fact that we've been without a couple horses. Um, so all things considered, yeah, we're right there. Medium good 500, which we thought kind of at the you know, at the beginning of the season before we played a game, you know, we said if you could sneak above 500, try to snatch a wild card spot that constitutes success. And that's where we are. Right. Yeah. I would definitely say that's where we are. Um, I have this broken down into reasons for optimism and reasons for pessimism. Uh, okay. Why don't we do optimism first? That that feels yeah. like something we would do. Uh, I have down here. The starting pitching has been aggressively good, good yeah. bordering on uh, not not close to the next level, but looking like it can take the next step. Um, yep. So so get this, Michael Fulmer, five of five this season for quality starts. Now I know that wow. quality starts isn't the the be all end yeah. all, but it's, it's like a four and a half ERA yeah, if it's, it's a, worst case. But, it's a yeah. decent representation. We're, we're of of the twenty four starts made this year, fourteen of them have been quality. That's that's not terrible. Um, and Zimmerman, actually the low man with with just one of five, <laughs> get that he's the one with three wins because because baseball, baseball. Yeah. Um, like with the young rotation. I think you expect growing pains, um, but beyond the growing pains, I, I do think it's not too soon to expect tangible growth by the end of this year. Like, I don't necessarily think the numbers bear it out, but Matt Boyd from the last start of last year to where he's at right now, you know, he's clearly moving in the right direction. He's attacking hitters. He's getting ahead. Um, he's doing all of the things that maybe uh, the numbers don't show that he's you know, getting the results now, but I think he's well on his way to, um, and you know, Norris is a little bit of, of a different case, but you know, Matt Boyd and, and obviously Fulmer has just been, has been lights out. Um, 
Another, I think the most clear reason for optimism, and I, as I mentioned this, is um, Iggy's back, Jones is coming back, Cabrera's back, and going to come back tomorrow, and JD is coming back. So there might be a little shift as those guys come back, but um, we're we're going to add some some firepower. Yeah, and it's gonna it's gonna lengthen the lineup so much. I mean, no disrespect yes. to the to the Hickses and the Aduces, but when a rally starts kind of in the middle of the order, and then that's what you're looking at. I mean, they yep. they've obviously produced, and you you are grateful for that. But you have to think that mm-hmm. maybe that's not something you can count on long term. Having even Collins and even Collins yeah. in the two spot. I mean, I mean he's been good, great. but eh, yeah, he has been. But I, I'd I'd much rather see him at six or seven you know then two yeah i'd absolutely. rather you know yeah um so we've missed jd for the whole year uh it's hard to know exactly when he get, when he's getting back do you have and what he's going to give you when he comes exactly back. What, what do you expect i mean do you expect him to come firing right out of the shoot i kind of remember I last of, time I, do you remember last time he came back I, I do it was it was uh memorable shall we say i just remembered that um yeah maybe we yeah. should yeah, so it was he pinched hit, and it was, yeah, literally his first at bat back from fracturing his arm. Was it? Yeah, it was when he ran into the the wall. Yeah, he caddy. ran into the wall, and uh, he crushed a home run to take the lead, or I think so. off, uh, off or tie sale. the game. Wow, that's right. It was it was to tie, and then it was. I'm pretty sure it was the same game that Iggy beat out the infield single to that's to win, right. and he and he did the pose. That was a that was a great game. For being so memorable, I need I need some help. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I'd be curious to see what he did after that, because like the the specific memory of him doing that is kind yeah, of, kind of anecdotal. I don't know. I don't know what he did over the over the next couple couple weeks after that. But um, you know. He's, yeah. he's so, still somebody young. who's good with computers could probably figure that out. But, yes, but let's be honest, that's that's not us. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to I'm going to take the sunny side. I think I think he comes back and is I mean, let's be honest, worst worst case scenario for J.D. is what we probably could expect best case from some of the other guys. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and Miggy, you know, he's only been out for, what, eight, ten games, something like that. Uh you know, I expect him to maybe get back into the flow a little bit, a little bit quicker than JD. Though he hasn't been, you know, not to not to slander him because I still believe in him, you know, immensely. But he hasn't been Miggy in capital capital letters yet. Yeah, uh, he'll be fine though. Yeah, yeah. Um, a couple a couple more reasons for uh, for for optimism. I was looking at some of the numbers between uh, Miggy, Victor, Kinsler. Combined, they have 14 extra base hits and 230 at bats. That's Ooh. that's not great, um, and that will come up exactly. I mean, you Victor have to, is already showing it. You have to assume there is going to be some positive regression from them. And truly, yep. the way Castellanos is swinging the bat, there has to be some positive regression from him too. I mean, there's there's no getting around that. Um, Kinsler is rocking a 220 batting average on balls in play this year. That's going to come up. Yep. Um, his career career average is, is 288. Um, and plus, like we said, lengthening that lineup and getting Castellanos back into the two spot, having Miggy and JD and Upton and all these guys behind him and hopefully Kinsler getting on base a little bit more in front of him, you know, that's obviously going to make his bat come alive too, I would think. Yep. And speaking of positive regression, we've powered our way through both these bullpen woes to a 500 ish 500 record if 
huh, if the bullpen sneaks from the bottom quadrant to the middle-ish area, even that would, you know, hopefully net you a couple wins somehow, you know. But we've we've done this with a K rod that's been uh, dicey. <laughs> that's a good uh, word for it. Um, uh, you know, we're just cobbling these bullpen pieces together. If we can find any kind of consistency, that would that would regress to the to the the the, the betterness. Yeah, our cra- our crappy mean. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we set the bar very low. And even even by our standards, this has been a, a yeah. below average year. Uh, if you were in the 25th percentile instead of the fifth percentile, just beat somebody. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, center field. I feel like this is kind of reason for, for pessimism and optimism um, between Jacoby playing excellent defense and Romine kind of just being Andrew Romine we and and Tyler Collins obviously putting in you know the month of his life it hasn't been that bad I mean especially right. I was looking up Cameron Maben's numbers because I, I was curious I had yeah into, what, what are he they is hitting 206 in 68 at bats it's I al- think yeah it's our almost, guys have outperformed him it's almost like they? that 383 batting average and balls in play was uh was fueling his, his breakout year at, at 32 last year yeah r- middle-aged guys don't have epiphanies right isn't that what we ex- say except for romine of course uh, romine is a completely real obviously right? obviously so yeah our guys have outperformed maven is what you're suggesting yeah and I, I mean, I, I would be interested to see what their their cumulative war would be. I mean, I know Jacoby just kills that with the bat. He struck out 19 of 40 at bats this year. Um, but <sighs> I mean, they're not paying any of these guys anything like they're all they're all relatively cheap. I mean, we, we could have done worse. Do you know who else had strikeout numbers kind of like that as a rookie? Uh, that was Nick Castellanos. Remember, Nick was flailing at everything for a while. Yeah. And he's a he's a good hitter now, uh, you know, uh, but rookies and plate discipline and plate approach that just doesn't happen right away. It, it comes later. That's very true. I'm I'm willing to to give him the benefit of the doubt. I, I don't want to see him out there, you know, 700 at bats this year, but, you know, he's on the all star. He's our center field option for the on the all star ballot. Lovely. Which Jacoby is. <laughs> we'll we'll get into that later because I I actually I want to hear the I want to hear I know you have strong opinions and I, I want to hear it. Oh yeah I yeah I have you know you oversell the fire emoji takes when it comes to all star game it is fire emoji takes. <laughs> okay, let's go through the pessimism real quick. Um, we've given up 133 runs that leads the American League by 11. That is a lot of runs. Yeah, yeah. That's not good. Um, But I was looking not to not to, you know, not to spin this around 26 combined earned runs between Annabelle Rondone and uh, and Cuevas. You can't take those out. (laughs) And Annabelle is going to pitch more. But you can I mean, he have to. He's essentially I I can. I mean, you can tell at this point he's not going to pitch a meaningful inning for the foreseeable future. I mean, that is just not going to happen. So anytime that he gets in, realistically, it's not going to matter. And the other two are gone. I mean, that is a healthy portion of the runs that we've given up. 
I mean, it's it has. Okay, it I'm has feeling been, better. It hasn't been good all around, but I think you can make it look a lot worse when you combine. I mean, Rondone was supposed to be a big a big fixture, <laughs> large fixture, uh, um, and that didn't turn out. And Cuevas was a, was a fill in. So you know, yeah. it is what it is. Okay, I feel better. What else are you pessimistic you. about? What else am I pessimistic about? Yeah, uh, we're. Uh, rolling the dice with Victor and Cabrera out there and getting hurt. I mean, those guys are just kind of older and more susceptible. Um, So, you know, one play could take them over a month and then you, you, you miss that production. Then they got to come back and all this kind of shenanigans. I always worry about that. We we're trotting out some old expensive pieces and you can't get away from that. Yeah. That is, that is a, an Achilles heel. Yeah. Um, I'd agree with that. uh, Another thing for pessimism is uh, our bullpen may not get any better. I mean, if if you're you know the the old savior was Joe Jimenez, who's the new savior? We're running out of saviors. Can, I can mean, Andy An- Dirks come back and pitch? Anthony Ghost? Are you really going to hitch your wagon to that? I've seen people hitching their wagon to that. Dude, I am internet. kind of excited about that. Yeah, that would be so not? good. Nope, Think nope. of all the options, ghosts. It'd be so hot. <laughs> it would be very very hot. Um, I have a couple more. Uh, we talked earlier about how the young rotation is a cause of optimism. It's also a little bit of a cause of pessimism. I mean, that's the thing about young players. They they go through the roller coaster. Um, you know, I, we have three very talented youngsters. And, you know, I think we're I think the dips are going to be limited, but they are going to be there. So we need to need to get used to that idea. And also uh, Zimmerman pitched really well on yesterday. It was that Sunday. And I like what I saw from him, but he hasn't been lights out and truly neither has Verlander. Um, you know, both of them, their last right. outings have were, were promising. Um, and, and I have lots of reason to, to trust both of them. But. I think you could look at the numbers and say, you know, maybe they're maybe they're not um, where they need to be quite yet. Sure. Okay. Yep. So, to, to tie a bow on all of this, I just have one question for you. One month into the year, are the playoffs still realistic? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Okay, uh, we are running long, so maybe we'll do the 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 Cleveland series preview relatively quickly. Um, I went a little bit more in depth this week, uh, just because we're playing the, you know, the team that's leading the division. Um, Trevor Bauer and Daniel, Daniel Norris is tonight. We, we roughed up Trevor Bauer a little bit. Uh, probably my favorite pitcher in baseball to really stick it to. Bauer. Yeah. He's got a very punchable face. He, he definitely has a punchable face. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so tomorrow, the rematch. Kluber against Verlander. They pitched against each other on April 5th, uh, 15th. Kluber got him. A um, lot of hits, though. I was looking back. We got we had quite a few hits off of Kluber and a lot of strikeouts. Um, neither of them were good. Kluber was a little bit sharper than JV. Um, a second, second time around, maybe we get to him a little bit more? Let's hope. Uh, Wednesday, Carlos Carrasco, who is hashtag good against Matt Boyd. Uh, also the matchup from, from a couple weeks ago, Carrasco coming off of four straight quality starts. Um, 
He only gave up four hits uh, in the last time, two of them for extra bases, and he walked five when he when he p- faced us, um, which I looked back is the only time he gave up more than one walk in a game all year. Um, <laughs> so I, I I mean I haven't watched much tape on him. I know he's very good. I'm assuming maybe that it's just we got to work him. I mean, work counts. <laughs> it's not exactly something we do well as a team, but right. You know, you know he's probably going to get him again as a Vila. Oh, Vila. oh, yeah. Vila's in fuego. A, a man that can work a count. Uh, and then Thursday, Danny Salazar against Michael Fulmer. That should be a proper fire emoji game. Get this. Salazar is third in baseball in strikeouts, but the first time through the order, he's yielding a 13.50 ERA. So if you're coaching him up, you're saying, hey, boys, swing early and often on this first inning. Yeah, and if we don't get him, him then up. we're screwed because after that, his his ERA, like the second and thirds, are both under <laughs> two. I think you'd be a rotten coach telling him to go hide under a rock if we don't do good right away. I don't think I'd come oh, out and say that. It would just be the implication. <laughs> so that's that's smart, smart yeah. coaching. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, Okay, are you ready to move on to the power rankings? Yeah, absolutely. Um, It is time this part of the year where we think about being outside a little bit more spring is here um we got some backyard parties starting and uh i don't know about you but uh i i get uh, a chance to get to some graduation open houses are you familiar you have graduation open houses in traverse city yeah you know high school graduates invite you to come over and you give them a check and they feed you food from costco typically tacos yeah yeah. All right. Or pulled pork and you go outside and you enjoy, you know, a, a beverage, you know, a soft drink and you you hang out with all these people. Right. So I have for you uh, power rankings of backyard games. OK. All right. So these are like little these are things that you'd set up in your backyard and the lawn. These are lawn games where you might play with a few people. All right. Now, for me, the biggest cat, the criteria here is it has to be a little competitive, right? You want to prove your worth and talk some smack. Um, <laughs> you want something that is not too strenuous, right? Because it might be hot. You're wearing kind of nice-ish clothes. And you don't want to sweat. This isn't like a sport. Yes. You're not sure, running. Sure. Yeah. And you want something that you can play ideally one-handed so you can have your drink in the other hand. Makes sense. Pretty, pretty that's, straightforward. That's what I'm after. Okay. Number seven is horseshoes. 
Now, this takes a little investment because you need to have a horseshoe pit. And there's a little danger because if you have some old guys around, grandpas, you know the grandpas are dominating you <laughs> at horseshoes, right? Mm-hmm. So horseshoes is number seven. You know, if you don't have the whole setup, washers, I feel like washers has kind of taken the spot of horseshoes a little bit. Yeah, well, there'll be there'll be more on this. Okay. Problem with Numbers, horseshoes. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah. What what about what's the problem with horseshoes? Problem with horseshoes, you get all that crap on your hands. Like it is the crap a little that dirty. comes off the horseshoe. I'm assuming it's uh, like horse excrement. Well, you don't use actual horseshoes, Hall. <sighs> Number six is scoop ball. I don't know if you've ever seen these, but there's like a, it's got a handle and then it's got like a banana kind of curve and then oh, the yeah. ball you throw. I really like that throwback to my childhood playing the scoop ball. Now, it's a, I think it's a lot of fun and it's nostalgic, but you're kind of limited in gameplay. You know, sure. you're really just playing catch yes. with the scoop ball. But you, there are worse things. Yeah, it's number six, yeah. right? All right. Number five is bocce. <laughs> now, bocce ball is uh, big if you – we were out in California and these wineries have these, these bocce pits where, you know, it's like uh, raked gravel and it's all very kind of fancy. Now, here in Michigan, I don't know. You just go out in the lawn and you roll the little ball and it's like – free form bocce you're just rolling your balls around to try to get them close i don't even know all the rules but you're you're bocce you throw the heavy balls it's lawn bowling yeah i don't think you need to have exact rules i, I would hope not it's 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 for fun exactly all right number four is wiffle ball <laughs> wiffle ball is surprisingly fun and intense <laughs> because you get these guys out there it doesn't need a lot of equipment and everybody wants to prove they can mash the ball. But the problem is you need a few guys or individuals, guys, you know, meaning persons. Peoples, yes. Yeah. You need you need quite a few people to really play a hot game of wiffle ball. But it's fun. A little strenuous, especially if you have to run the bases. Yeah. It's kind of one of those where you just want to get on first and let Ghosty take over. Yeah. yeah. That's 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 my life. <laughs> um, so for wiffle ball, a lot of fun. I like to pitch. You know, you you kind of curve it in there. It's it's fun. Do you ever go to the uh, rookie of the year floater? <laughs> Floated. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I'm throwing straight gas. You know that. How many gas. hot wiffle ball games do you play per summer? You know, if I get one or two, if I get one or two, oh, that's pretty lucky. Some of the guys I'm kind of friends with, they play it all the time and they have like a particular house that they go to. And if you hit it on the roof, it's a triple. If you hit it over the house, it's a home run. If you hit the siding, it's a double. If you hit the bushes, it's a, it's like a whole setup. These are grown men at this point. That's whatever. That's fun. Sweet. I mean, I'd, I'd jump in on that. It, yeah. It'd take me and an of hour course, to figure out all of the various um, caveats, but I'd, right. I'd jump in. And, and usually they're playing one handed. Because they have um, a light beer in one hand. <laughs> so you catch one-handed, you swing one-handed, you pitch. Everything's one-handed. Anyway. <laughs> they take their drinking seriously. Okay. As, as one does. Yeah. Speaking of being able to play and drink, the next one is ladder ball. I don't know if you're familiar with ladder ball. Also called bolo toss. Or as the game was introduced to me, Dutch nuts. Really? Dutch nuts. Yeah. So you play Dutch nuts. Yeah. It's where there's I don't know the, they... the three, like, yeah. yeah, I've heard it called Hillbilly Golf. Hillbilly Golf? Is that, 
Okay. Yes, there, there's legion of names for this. Yeah. But yeah, you toss, they're two golf balls conjoined by a string and you throw them on these poles and they like, they spin around. You put a clove hitch in one basically when you spin it and you score points. It's extremely it's difficult, I think. Maybe I'm just terrible at it. Yeah, for you, maybe. <laughs> I have very hard time scoring any points whatsoever. <laughs> really? Yes. Well, you're you're supposed to only put them like twenty paces away, or you're not supposed to put them like that. May have been. I don't. I don't remember exactly. But too far. Yeah. Maybe that's anyway. the problem. Who knows? Ladder ball's fun. Yeah. I like ladder ball. All right, that was number three. Number two is gonna maybe be something new for a lot of people, and that is nine square in the air. Have you ever played nine square? I don't think so. Okay. Let me introduce the premise of nine square. It is PVC and it is nine six by six squares that are about six and a half feet up in the air. And you play it like nine square with a playground ball. And basically if the ball goes down through your square, which is kind of a just above head level, you're out. And you circle around and you try to get to the middle square because there's nine squares. It is – the rules are surprisingly simple. It's a little bit of setup and you you got to have the equipment, but it's a lot of fun. And you don't need to start and stop games. You just need like more than nine people. And you, you go in a line and it's kind of social because you talk and then you get to slam the ball down on somebody. How does it uh, stay in the air? I'm curious. You You hit it. It's like it's like a cross between volleyball and foursquare. Gotcha. Okay, I follow you. It does sound fun. It's it's fun. So like uh, a lot of church groups and um, you know Cub Scout groups. Oh, okay. Around here they all play nine square. You have to invite me to one of your Dutch parties and we can play. Yeah, yeah. Dutch parties are pretty hot. You better come prepared. <laughs> I'll wear my orange. That's right. So that's number two. Check it out. If you haven't, I'll post a link or something. Nine square. A lot of people play it. It's fun. All right. Number one. You want to guess? It has to be cornhole, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also called bean bags, but yeah, I think most people call it. Most people call it cornhole. I refer to it as tossing sack. Tossing sack. <laughs> I'm sure you do call it that. <laughs> everybody knows this game it's it's simple every tailgate has your cornhole beanbag tossers and it's the perfect low stress yet competitive one-handed game it's the pinnacle it's perfectly designed you throw the bags you throw it in the hole it's great yeah i agree it's it's perfect for for your for the cause the it's perfectly suited for the activity you're looking to do yep yeah you're looking to be social hang out not sweat drink and be competitive yeah it's perfect okay all right here are the three worst um number three from the worst spike ball are you familiar with spike ball i am i love spike ball see i never can get the stupid ball to bounce properly off the net oh yeah i'm terrible at it too but i'm running around it's like it's like flappy bird or quap like i just can't get it (laughs) i can't do it right and to be fair it's not great for your causes it is more of a physical like you are gonna sweat if you play and you can't can't really you know have anything in your hands yeah but i mean it is in its own it's more of a beach game i would say okay but yeah, yeah it, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, number two is can jam. Are you familiar with can jam? Yeah. Also. Fun. I, ch- 
I don't know. I still haven't quite gotten it. Like you're supposed to like slap the Frisbee into the can, but you're trying to throw it for the slot or no, not for the. Well, I think it, you, I think you can try and throw it for the slot, but that limits how many points you like. If you miss, you're not going to score any points by getting it in. So it's kind of like low risk, high risk, but another game that I'm just awful at. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just don't get the premise of the can jam, but I played it like once. I, I didn't really get into it. <laughs> I tried, but um, the worst backyard game. Do you want to guess? I'm kind of out of things that I can think of. So just go ahead. I'm going to say croquet. <laughs> croquet. You got this huge setup, all these equipment. You're pounding in wickets. Nobody knows what the pattern's like. Yeah, where do you put the wickets, right? Okay, so can you, like, send somebody's ball if you hit it or not? Nobody knows the rules. They're fighting. You know, the backyards that I play on, it's bumpy. The grass isn't, like, smooth. You're knocking it in some divot someplace. You look like a dope. Because you're swinging this mallet between your legs or whatever. So the whole thing is bad. It's a bad lawn game. Stop it with a croquet. And uh, that, that concludes Power Rankings. Hello, this is Eric's mom. And you're listening to the Podcastianos. Uh, so as you know, Eric, I'm a big animal guy. Which is why what I saw on the side of the road while running this week uh, is kind of unsettling. So I'm running uh, down one of the long straightaways of my normal route. I don't know. It's like it's like a mile and a half, mile and a half down a road. Long straightaway, like you're running a NASCAR race. <laughs> well, there's a Are lot of all, like there's a lot of like neighborhoods that I go you gotta, through. You got to break around the curves. <laughs> I lean like this. Yeah, you know, like that. You're banked. <laughs> so I'm running, and I see this like. I don't know. When you think of a, a dull run of the mill bird, I don't know. I'm not good with birds. It was like gray, brown, you know, something like that. Yeah. Just laying on the side of the road, super lifelike, like just on its side, just chilling on its side. And I'm like, oh man, poor bird. I, like maybe he didn't make it through the winter. I, I don't know, but he was clearly dead. So I'm like, did somebody like taxidermy that? Like he he looked super lifelike just on his, on his side. And Are you gonna give him mouth to beak or no? I I love animals, but I, I don't like birds that much. So anyway, <laughs> I'm running towards it, and I get to it, and I like try and sidestep it as you would, and it flies directly at me. It comes to life and is like boom, which I know it doesn't sound like it's that big of a deal, but in the moment, it's kind of terrifying. So what happened was. You pissed this bird off during its nap. It was like a third shift bird and you knocked on his door and you're pissing off like third shift bird woke up and you deserve it. Yeah, I, I suppose I, I do. You know, first the armadillo <laughs> running straight at me and now the birds. It's like I love animals. I'm the one that's on your side. I, I'm one of the maybe few... they don't feel the same way about you. Apparently not. I'm one of the few people up here who doesn't, you know, want guns and to hunt animals. You should you should be thanking me. Yeah. OK, <laughs> let's get into some uh, some to some shorter questions. We actually have some pretty interesting ones this year, this right. this week. Um, uh, Zach McCurdy asked us question for the podcast. Is Jose Iglesias the new Al Al of social media? A little bit, but he needs to develop a little bit more of a shtick. Al had a very clear shtick with the finger point. Um, Iggy's a playboy, but, you know, he needs to build in some 
he needs to work on his brand. Yeah, so like it's it's very much like uh, I feel like somebody <laughs> somebody commented something effective. Uh, his senior pics are looking real nice, and that is pretty much what all of his pictures look like. Um, yep. He likes to wear white. You know who who wears white all the time? I think it's, as long as it's before Labor Day, you're good. People who don't enjoy ketchup evidently <laughs> um let's see uh oh our buddy uh matt sussman asked us my question is tyler collins tonight the answer is yes yes <laughs> yes um anthony troy asks us can we get johnny kane the date he so desperately wanted on friday night um could you see johnny kane appearing in like a love potion number nine movie you know <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to get a girl how do, how does he need help he's he's an attractive man on television every night how how is he not inundated with women he's detroit sweetheart maybe he is uh, I, I don't you should you should research that hall i know you'd you'd be into that find what, out what the scoop is what would i research that on i can't just google johnny kane success with women like that's that's not a that's not something you can google Send him a letter. Don't pretend like you don't know his address. <laughs> I don't know his address. <laughs> we could DM every now and again. No big deal. <laughs> um, at Chief Broom asks us, since uh, at Comeric Eric, that's you, uh, is yeah. against the all-star fiasco, how many uh, or how can our worthy Tigers be properly recognized on the national stage? All right. First of all, give lay, us, lay on us your all-star takes. Just let all the How fire... much time do we have? You got as much time I, as you got. All right. I'll try to give a slightly abbreviated version of my all-star rant. I'm not opposed to the all-star game. I'm The voting process is ridiculous for fans because it is uh, only foremost and really only a marketing scheme. They're using it to promote their brand and you got to walk through this computer process and sign up and uncheck boxes or reach. It's basically an excuse for them to, to get you to interact with their brand and sell you stuff and, and send you spam email. Yeah. And, get your and email for what yeah. to get your email address and for what, and for what? So you can reinforce your loyalty to their product I mean, it's just layers of hoop jumping to advance their agenda. And what what benefit do you derive? Do you derive from it? Maybe one of your starters starters maybe gets in the game, right? So the reward that you get does not sufficiently warrant the effort that you have to go through. And that's why I say. Never vote for the all-star game. Yeah. And if your player is good, he's going to get in the game anyway. Like, so he's not a starter. Who cares? And if he's on the fence or kind of borderline, he'll be, his reward to answer the question is three days off not playing baseball. These guys play baseball all the time. You got to tell you can't tell me that three days away from the media, away from the crowds and with their family isn't a good reward. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know, maybe I'm a little bit too much of a cynic on this one. I don't watch the game. It's just meh, whatever for me. Like if my guys are in the game or if they're not, I know I know that you should want your players to be honored, but I really just don't care. I mean, that's right. kind of what it comes down to. And I think we the, have Go ahead. 
we have all these fancy saber metrics and OPS and all these measurements of how good player is, but we're going to go back to all-star game appearances to measure a player's worth. That's ridiculous. If a player is good, it's evident through math that they're good. And the funny thing is I saw somebody on Twitter today lecturing people on how to vote for the all-star game. It's all ridiculous. It doesn't matter how you vote for any of it. It's preposterous. Just don't. And you pay enough for your cable subscription and your tickets. You pay for that to have streamlined access to your baseball entertainment. You don't need to pay with your information for a meaningless item. Yeah. And uh, just, I mean, we pretty much hate, well, in in previous years more, I've hated the Royals. Um, But what they do, stuffing the ballot box, that is the most ridiculous, pointless, like do something with your life thing I've ever seen. I say more power to them. Good. Get all your guys in. Guess what? You played yourself. You played yourself <laughs> because everybody knows you're a sham. Your guys, everybody knows Omar Infante that year was a joke. And you just you know, spent all this time of your day getting them in just so they can send you junk. And uh, our buddy Hookslide uh, makes, uh, you know, kind of got on the map for um, checking out some of the internet voting irregularities. But in my mind, forget irregularities. They don't show you any documentation of what the votes come in. Major League Baseball could literally announce any total they so choose, chose. And they're accountable to no one. There's no accounting firm double-checking them. They could literally announce any vote total, and no one would have any clue if it was right or not, right? Right, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> Imagine if that was football and the the NFL were the ones in, like, in charge. I mean, not that I trust Major League Baseball, but I trust the NFL like 175 times less. That would right. be – I mean, not that any of it all matters, but what I do think would be funny is if – another team's fans in the American league went to, went to bat to try and make sure that the Royals didn't get all of their, the Royals fans didn't get all of their guys. Didn't get any players. But the thing is, yeah, I don't want to go through the effort. Oh no. Not even for trolling. Just let it, let it go. Yeah. Even irritating other people doesn't make me want to do it enough. Uh, Okay. So after the Cleveland series, we head to the West coast to play the A's. It's going to be late. So I figured we won't do all that much of a, of a recap on this one. Uh, Friday Zimmerman against Andrew Triggs, who's four and one on the year who Loki, I may or may not have ever heard of Um, Saturday. Andrew Triggs and Andrew may or may not be correct. I'm, I I know his last name is Triggs, but um, uh, Jesse Hahn against Norris on Saturday, uh, Jesse Hans is pretty decent. And then Verlander in Sunny Gray season debut on Sunday. That one actually should be halfway huh. decent. And it's at 4.05, so it won't be like 3 in the morning when the game gets over. Do you know anything about Sonny Gray in the last year? Like, what was, what's been going on with him? I think he's had that not quite injured enough to have Tommy John, not quite healthy enough to pitch type of deal. Ugh, that's a tough block spot to be. It is. Yeah. And also, don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure that's his case. Okay. If, yeah. if not, I don't remember don't hearing me. about him recently. So. Yeah. He's, he's been, uh, part Perfect. injured, part, part healthy. Um, the okay. arm, arm region somewhere in there. 
uh if you like, like hockey like hockey the upper body injury yeah, it's yep. it's not his legs we know we know that for sure super uh if you want to get in touch with the show you can podcastianos.com on twitter i'm at jordan hall 23 eric is at comeric eric and the show is at podcastianos on the instagram i am at jordino4 uh facebook.com backslash podcastianos and once again we'd love it if you take the time to subscribe rate and review us on itunes google play soundcloud or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on um, it's been a good week, Eric, uh, for for the show. Not not so much for for the Tigers, but you know th- that's the thing about baseball. Is there's always another week around the corner. Always six, seven, sometimes even eight more games to be played. Um, there's always some random BS to power rank. <laughs> that, that's there's for always sure. <laughs> there's always half dead animals to see along the road. <laughs> <laughs> With that being, uh, do you have anything else to say to the people before we head out for the week? No. All right. With that being said, uh, we will catch you guys all next week. And eat them up, Tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.